type 1 diabetes diagnosis stories. Hello everyone and welcome to Pardon My Pancreas. My name is Matt Vandevecht and I'm a certified trainer and nutritionist, one of your hosts today, and the other host is Ali Abdul Karim. He is a social media influencer, an incredible guy, and we are both type 1 diabetics here to share our knowledge and experiences with you. We occasionally interview people that are very knowledgeable in the diabetic world, sometimes doctors, sometimes influencers, people living with it. And this episode is brought to you by FTF Warrior, an online health coaching company for diabetics. And we will go further by saying this is not medical advice in any manner. We are not doctors. We will never be doctors. And nothing said on this podcast is meant to replace your doctor's orders. So consult your doctors before you make changes. Without any further ado, let's get into... What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Pardon My Pancreas podcast. Today, we're going to talk about type 1 diabetes diagnosis stories from myself. Let's go ahead and get started. A quick stat of mine. I got diagnosed... Sorry, guys. That was my Dexcom. (laughs) Some of you... This is a great intro for a diagnosis story. For some of you that don't know, I have been living with type 1 diabetes for four years now, about four years. I don't know my exact diagnosis date. I know everyone remembers it and they have a diversary and I unfortunately don't know mine or fortunately, I don't really know or care. Um, But I'm going to tell you guys my story and how I came about all the way up until today, present day, 2018. It is December 3rd. What day is it? December 30th, Sunday. Let me take you guys back. I'm going to set the scene for you guys. I'm a senior in high school, and at the time, I was learning how to make music and on a laptop, make beats. I wanted to become a hip-hop producer. Um, I think it was it was my transition period from having NBA dreams <laughs> that were getting crushed because I'm not gifted athletically and I wasn't gifted talent wise in basketball never made my high school team Um, side note I tried out like six times and never made it and I kept playing but I it soon came to realize I I soon came to realize that basketball was not in my future um, at least professionally so I started making music and I just really I I found a big interest and to be honest it was kind of just a band-aid to cover up for my, uh, basically not doing anything for basketball. That was just my cover-up. I wanted to do something in music. During that period, uh, I think I was, I was just turning 18, and I had, you know, all the classic symptoms, which is crazy amount of thirst. Um, I can't even begin, I don't even know where to start, how thirsty I was. Peeing almost every minute, not literally, but it felt like that much. And cramps, really lethargic, no energy at all. I was eating everything in sight. I wanted sugar constantly. I just wanted bad food probably at the most during that time because your body's so deprived and it's it's basically trying to compensate for such high blood sugar and not absorbing any nutrients. So you're trying to shove more food in your body and sugar and water and all that mumbo jumbo. So I had the classic symptoms. I'm not going to get too much into that. I know we, we've all heard those symptoms so one day I went to my aunt's house, uh, me and my dad, and I wasn't working out, which was really surprising to me because I, I was just a really athletic kid. I played basketball every day. Even when I was making music, I still try to figure out a way to exercise, play basketball. And I had gone through days of just napping and 
not doing anything. And my parents were like, what's wrong with this kid? He's napping. Are you okay? And that was odd to them. And I was like, I don't know. I just feel tired. Everyone's like, you're losing weight. And I'm like, I look fine. I look great. I'm happy I'm losing weight. I wanted to lose weight. And I went to my aunt's house and I was telling her all my uh, symptoms. And she was like, wait, hold on. Don't grab that piece of candy. You might have diabetes. And I was just, I wasn't like freaked out. I was just like, oh, diabetes. Okay, I got to be careful. I got to put that candy away. No thought in my head that this was a disease. This was, in my head, it was just something I had to do where I had to stop eating sugar and exercise more, and that was it. I was going to be fine. There was no thought in my head that this can become an autoimmune. This is an autoimmune disease that I have, or even if it was type 2 diabetes with some sort of insulin, there was no no thought in my head what day. Di- I didn't know anything about diabetes. So I went to the doctor the next day, and they had checked my blood sugar. I told them all my symptoms. They didn't show me my blood sugar. I think my dad told me what it was because they didn't show it to me. I don't know. I was still, I know 18 is not too young, but I guess my dad told me they had seen a 400 blood sugar, whatever the case may be. And the doctor prescribed me metformin, not (laughs) insulin. And I don't blame the doctor. You know, he's a family doctor. He was an endocrinologist. They didn't run blood tests. They were just like, let's just get this kid on type 2 medication which is very common for a lot of people. You get um, diagnosed or you get prescribed medication or you get diagnosed as a type 2 when in reality you're a type 1 insulin-dependent person. So I had been prescribed metformin. And, you know, I think the, the big thing I like talking about with my diagnosis story is when I drove home that day, I never forget that drive home. It was uh, Sam Spitz. It was the song Sam Smith. You say I'm crazy. Uh, some of you guys know that song. And that was playing. And in my face, you can, like, see I looked pretty sad, but I felt like I was really putting that face on to be, you know, to be normal. Because, you know, you just got diagnosed with a disease. You're not going to be happy and upbeat. But inside, I felt this huge determination and excitement, which is really odd to a lot of people. But some of you listening can really relate to that. And the excitement was, man, I have this incentive to get healthier, you know, become stronger. Maybe I can start dunking the basketball now. You know, I was taking it to uh, really, like, the best potential of myself. And I was like, man, I can, I feel like I had this weird feeling in my stomach that I'm going to do something with this disease. And some, and and at my, the time, I couldn't verbalize it. It was just all these, it was just feelings and intuitions as as a newly diagnosed slash 18-year-old. I just turned 18, too. It was senior year of high school, like I said, and I couldn't verbalize it. I just feel like I can do something with it. So um, a, let's say, I can't really remember, but I would say maybe a week later, a couple of days later, I, I went, to, no, actually, I'm sorry, that same day, I, I went to my uncle's house and we checked my blood sugar on the meter. I didn't even know what was going on. I'm like, why are we even checking my blood sugar? I'm like, oh, wait, this is what diabetics do. They're supposed to check their blood sugar. And they were like, oh, it's 300. I'm like, why is it 300? We're like, we just ate oatmeal, a banana, or I don't know. We had like some healthy stuff. You know, my mom were kind of confused. And then my uncle's like, well, yeah, that's a bunch of carbs. Like your body, your blood sugar is going to be a little higher right now, especially that you have diabetes now. And I was like, I'm so confused. But that day, I forgot to go back and add this. But on that day when I got diagnosed, I went home and then I went back to the grocery store and I ended up grocery shopping. I might have gone straight to the grocery store after I got diagnosed. And I bought uh, whole wheat bread, grapes, milk, 
and, and I think turkey slices to make sandwiches. And I literally was determined that I was going to cure myself. That's That was the big reason for my my lack of awareness was the reason why I was upbeat after I got diagnosed. Of course, that's who I am. That's my character. I'm always usually pretty upbeat and optimistic about the obstacles that come my way. Um, and I made the sandwich. I had a glass of milk and grapes. And my mom was like, what are you doing? Why are you buying all this stuff? I'm like, this is healthy. She's like, no, this is a bunch of sugar and carbs. And, you know, whether you are a person who follows the ADA standards of eating high carb or moderate carb and eating grains and fruit, um, this is no way <laughs> bashing that I'm someone who eats low carb. So at that time, I, I think about it now, I was like, what was I doing? Really? That was like a bunch of sugar I was putting in my body and I wasn't even dosing for it. And I was so determined that I thought in three months I was going to cure myself. I was like, okay, so I need to eat this, these strict meals of sandwiches and whole wheat grains and, and work out. I'll be fine. And I had no idea that insulin was coming my way. I had to use a blood glucose monitor all the time. I had to carry syringes. I had to carry a, I had to look at a chart on my phone that I got texted of if my blood sugar was a certain number, I had to dose this much. And I kept looking at it because I just didn't, I, I'm bad with numbers, which is hard when you're a diabetic, you know, you're in high school and I have, I was like a CB student. I wasn't that great and, and just, I'm not that great of a student anyways, um, in school at least. Uh, <laughs> so that all happened and this was, you know, a confusing time as someone who's turning 18, but I'm somewhat blessed that I got diagnosed the age I did, you know, and I had already built my mindset of work ethic with basketball and music and, and nothing easy or nothing worthy is going to be easy. So I was like, you know, I saw my doctor a couple of days after that, maybe, you know, a couple of weeks after that, my family doctor and had, I had already seen my endo, they prescribed me insulin and I was kind of like confused I'm like, wait, why are you guys, what is units? I remember the nurse, I know, I'm sorry, I'm going kind of scattered, my story, my story's kind of, uh, it's a big blur for me. I remember this nurse going like, okay, you're going to need two units, do they give you uh, whatever, like, you'll need this much units, and I was like, what What are units? The whole time she's talking, I didn't even know what units meant, and I was like, units for what? Insulin? And, you know, <laughs> being that I'm, being that I'm brown, um, I'm, I was born in Iraq, the brown mentality when you have a disease is you'll uh, you'll cough out your disease. You know, you just need a couple of herbs and you'll be fine. You need some whatever cure cure yourself naturally. You know, don't take medication. My mom's and that was my mom's mentality. She didn't not let me take. Obviously, I dosed insulin still, but she was so big on pushing to me, forcing me to eat bitter melon, not eating any carbs. I was really deprived my first couple weeks because you know I was still deprived physically from all the the high blood sugars and the, the the toll it was taking on my body and I felt deprived and I was like eating basically like lettuce and turkey for the longest time and I was looking up google images I remember of M&M cookies that's how deprived I was and I wanted to eat something so badly that when the endo prescribed me insulin he said hey you can eat carbs you know that right you just got a dose and I'm like oh my god I was celebrating I was telling everyone and my mom's like yo yo calm down relax, you're not going to eat everything, and <laughs> four years later, and my biggest struggle with diabetes, front and center, right now, 
it's food, my relationship with food. And uh, it's only getting better, of course. And that was that was basically it. And that's my diagnosis story and a gist. I'm going to add a little side story, a funny story. A lot of you may have heard this if you follow me on Instagram or have seen some of my content. Uh, I'm going to make this really short. It's the Olive Garden story. After I went and saw my first endo and he prescribed me Novolog and Lantus and you know, we were all kind of happy, like, oh, he's going to be fine. You know, it wasn't like a sad day for us because we had figured out a solution of as to what was going on with me. Why is my blood sugar so high? And the endo kind of re- reassured us. And my brother's like, hey, Olive Garden's right down the street. We should go and celebrate and eat something. And then we're on a traffic light and he turns to me and he says, do you think we should pick up the medication? Like, do we need that today? And I looked at him and I said, Mm, probably not. No, we'll be fine. <laughs> so I went to Olive Garden, you know, eating whatever amount of carbs. I don't know if that was like 60 or 80. And I hope I got a diet drink. I really don't remember. I ate all that food while my brother's, you know, group chatting everyone in the family. Like, hey, he's going to be fine. This is what happened. I come home, check my blood sugar. It's 450. And, my mom, and I'm like, what is, why is my blood sugar so high? And my mom's like, well, maybe you just had Olive Garden and you ate a whole bunch of carbs. And yeah, so that was a uh, crazy story that I yeah I don't regret it it happened (laughs) that being said guys I really appreciate you guys listening to this um I hope you guys got a lot of value from my story story be sure to stay tuned for more episodes of the pardon my pancreas make sure to follow us on instagram at pardon my pancreas on the last note guys I want you to really consider to be really kind to yourself if you're a newly diagnosed person even if you're not newly diagnosed having getting diagnosed with disease is never going to be easy and you got to give yourself a grace period and remind yourself that you're going to be okay as long as you learn and really work hard you will be fine you will be okay this is the reason why we make these podcasts and these shows is to teach people and help uh, create community for everyone and, and give people a voice you know so my struggle was food it's it's been food for the longest time I feel like the more I become mindful with my eating, the more mindful I become with my insulin doses as well, and just conquering this disease overall. Um, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon.